Hey, Blues fans, glad you made it. Time for another episode of This Week in the Blues. It's our weekly take on blues history. I'm your host, Jimbo Big Train Madsen, with the blues band Big Train and the Loco Motives. We're your favorite blues nerds. So let's take a look and see what happened this week in blues history. Clarksdale, Mississippi bass player Heather Cross was born February 25th in 1974. Her band Heavy Sugar and the Sweet Tones has appeared frequently at the world-famous Ground Zero Blues Club and has performed at major festivals, opening for B.B. King, Robert Plant, and others. Her sound is all blues, with a soul twist. She says that, I grew up singing Motown, and a couple of my blues mentors did a lot of 70s soul, so that tends to come out in the songs that I'm writing. On February 25, 1998, Bo Diddley receives a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Grammys. The Lifetime Achievement Award is a special Grammy to performers who, during their lifetimes, have made creative contributions of outstanding artistic significance to the field of recording. Other notable blues recipients include B.B. King in 1987, Bessie Smith in 1989, and Muddy Waters in 1992. February 26 marks the birth date of the uncrowned queen of the blues, Ida Cox, who was born in either 1888 or 1896. After the success of Maybe Smith's 1920 recording of Crazy Blues, record companies became aware of a demand for recordings, and the classic female blues era had begun. Cox caught the attention of talent scouts and secured a contract. Between September 1923 and October 1929, Ida Cox recorded 78 titles for the Paramount label. We lost Chicago blues singer and bassist Aaron Burton on February 29th in 2016. He was born in 1938 in Senatobia, Mississippi. In a long career as a sideman, he played with Freddie King, Albert Collins, and Junior Wells and released a number of solo albums, including Good Blues to You on Delmark Records in 1999. His recorded work was nominated four times for a Blues Music Award. Freddie King actually purchased Burton's first bass guitar. Chicago-born boogie-woogie pianist Albert Ammons was born March 1st in 1907. His parents were pianists, and he learned to play by the age of 10. Ammons had a wide influence on countless pianists such as Jerry Lee Lewis and Dr. John, just to name a few. In the mid-1920s, Ammons and his boyhood friend Mead Lux Lewis both worked as taxi drivers. Soon the two players began working as a team, performing at club parties. Ammons' version of Swanee River Boogie sold a million copies, and his 1936 recording of Boogie Woogie Stomp has been described as the first 12-bar piano-based boogie-woogie. March 1st, 1911 marks the birthday of blues singer and pianist Walter Davis, who recorded from early 1930s into the early 1950s. Davis was born on a farm in Grenada, Mississippi. He ran away from home at about 13 years of age, landing in St. Louis. He started singing with pianist Roosevelt Sykes and guitarist Henry Townsend. Davis made his first recordings in 1930 just as a singer. He was a self-taught pianist and increasingly accompanied himself as he became more proficient. 
Irish blues guitar maestro Rory Gallagher was born March 2nd, 1948. Gallagher formed the band Taste in the 1960s and recorded solo albums throughout the 70s and 80s. His albums have sold over 30 million copies worldwide. Even with a career cut short by illness and a premature death, he left his mark in the blues and rock worlds. Queen's Brian May imitated not only his playing, but his gear early on. Eric Clapton said it was Gallagher who got him back into the blues. Blues musician Maxwell Street Jimmy Davis was born March 2nd, 1925 in Tippo, Mississippi. His real name is Charles Thompson, and I'm not sure how we went from Charles Thompson to Maxwell Street Jimmy Davis, but that's time for another story if I can figure that one out. Anyway, he played with John Lee Hooker, recorded an album for Elektra Records in the mid-1960s, and remained a regular street musician on Maxwell Street in Chicago for over 40 years. He's best remembered for his songs Cold Hands and Fourth and Broad. Well, blues fans, we just covered some of the highlights here, but if you want to know more about these artists or the other things that happened this week in the blues, be sure to follow our social media pages or visit our website at BigTrainBlues.com. We'll have a brand new episode next week. So, we'll see you then.